0: Welcome, nerds and geeks, to another episode of Goblins and Guidance. We are the Goblins, here to give you all guidance. I'm Calvin, and joining me are...
1: Uh, David.
2: And Alec. And we set out to answer D&D Reddit's most pressing questions.
0: So unfortunately, Andrew could have joined us this episode because uh, he's busy. So Alec, our other friend here, is something in for him. Hello. And having things to do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's my birthday and I have nothing else to do. Uh... Happy
2: birthday, Calvin. Oh my gosh, happy birthday, Calvin.
0: Uh, (laughs) David, what was the joke from last episode? Hell, I don't remember.
3: Okay. Um, Should I go back to our podcast and (laughs) try and remember? (laughs) One second, I'll bring it up. I on Spotify, right? Yeah, we are on Spotify. Right.
0: All right. Well, Alec, while, he's, while David's looking for his joke, what's your experience with D&D? So people know you're credible.
2: Okay, so <laughs> it's, it's really funny that you say credible. Um, credible. So I just got into D&D over the summer, not too many months ago, so I'm a bit less experienced than everyone else in here. Yeah, um, but I've been enjoying everything so far. I've played a majority of the classes at this point, and I'm just really enjoying my time playing the game.
0: That's good. I hope I was a good deal for you.
2: Yeah, you were great. Okay, even though uh, Salt Marsh was a uh, an experience.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, I just listened to the joke, and it's <laughs> it's just um, what do you call it? a goblin with an injured leg? Uh huh. He's a hobgoblin. Yeah. Oh he's my god. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, okay. That was not worth the detour. Okay. First question. Our first question is brought in to, to us by ChuQ23X. That's definitely how you pronounce it. <laughs> he says Flavor is free. DMs, where do you draw the line? Playing a warlock, Pact of Genie Dao, which is like the Earth Genie. You know, G's got, like, the four elements as their patron-type thing. Uh, upon achieving level 3, I chose Pact of the Chain and asked if when I cast the spell and choose Imp, if it could appear as a dust method, so they could feel more fitting to my patron. Which, yeah, that sounds fair to me. But still use the stat block of the Imp. He said no, if I wanted an Imp, it would have to be an Imp, including looking like an Imp. When I pressed for a reason, he said something to the effect of NPCs. No, Imps could be familiars, but Methods can't. It would unbalance the game so i described the little guy as a dirty brown imp looking more like a sand cast statue more than a tiny devil which the name added but it is still easily identified as an imp to anyone who has seen one before in the grand scheme of things it isn't a big deal but this seemed like a very weird place to draw the line in the sand pun intended (laughs) and it got me thinking where is the line i've always I've always DM'd and played with an overarching guideline that I won't change stat blocks but allow great latitude in the appearance of just about anything, or even changing the source of ability, i.e. a player as a reborn cleric and flavors knowledge of the past as hints from a deity. I think uh, it's kind of dumb that he wouldn't allow the imp to just look like a method, even if it was like using the same stat block.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, I agree. For me, not that I've DM'd, I feel like if I, if I was to DM, if it's something purely cosmetic that doesn't really affect combat at all, I Ooh. think I'd totally let it pass. Especially with something like this, where it really seems to align with the character. Like, yeah, I, I'd argue more flavor is better because it makes yeah. your character stand out more when you're actually playing.
0: Yeah. Like I like flavor, but uh my line is like what it actually changes
1: mechanics mm-hmm. of yeah. stuff. Um I so this sort of thing, like I understand what the DM is doing. Because like mm-hmm. if it really were a roleplay situation, like it does like change things. You know? Yeah. And it's like right, it isn't a big deal, but like a lot of small deals can become a big deal you know
3: mm-hmm.
1: and so like it's really the dm who can choose his own line and if he decides that it's important that it can't happen then it can't happen personally i don't know what a dust method is so i'd probably just let it go yeah,
2: yeah i didn't mean, say same... it's like a
1: dust <laughs> devil Yeah um
2: Uh, i actually have a a really cool example of like that could really relate to this in the campaign that i'm planning on playing pretty soon um so i'm planning on playing a uh, dragonborn scribes wizard but we're starting mm. at level one so as a scribes wizard you get to use your spell book as your focus essentially um but that only happens at level two and Mm. my dm was planning on hitting level two really quickly anyway. So he was All like, right. you can just kind of start with that. But I'm not having like any of the gameplay mechanics of like, you can choose different like spell elements and infuse them into your spells. Yeah. That That's really right. Yeah, um tiny, tiny quill. Yeah. But I am still able to use my book as my spell focus, which nice. I think is just cool as like a role play type of deal because i don't have to have like a different um arcane focus in comparison Uh to like other wizards because i'm still using my book it's just i'm not there yet Mm -hmm. um i don't know what you guys think about that but i think it's just
1: how nerdy it must be to have your textbook be how you cast your spells
2: listen i mean like a
1: wand or like a cool necklace or like a charm you're like Go, go, book, go, linear algebra three, go. Well, like, like, art wizard's supposed to have both their yeah. You're supposed to have spellcaster. Yeah. So, uh-huh. like, <laughs> well, now I'm just imagining like you're waving the book as you're trying to read the spell in it. Oh god, <laughs> to cast the spell. Oh, it's so hard to read.
2: I mean, I guess. I mean, yeah. I from my perspective, I don't really know where I've seen it, but like. I, I would imagine as like when you're casting a spell from your spell book and you're using it as a focus, like the pages kind of flutter and like runes float up above it when you're casting the oh, spell. Yeah,
0: that sounds sick.
2: Like that that I think that's a really cool concept and yeah, that, that was what I was planning on role-playing beautiful. it as. Um okay. Okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which Dave makes Google. it a bit less uh, stupid as like yeah. <laughs> waving a book <laughs> around in the yeah. air and then nothing happens. That's, you know. When I think
1: of like the the, the spellcasting focus, like like when it has the somatic element. You, go, I I I. I hmm.
0: How how strict are you guys with components?
3: Because um, I
0: feel like I got away with a lot of stuff when I was a cleric. Like I mean, my spellcasting focus was a necklace, so I never actually like used. A hand to hold it or anything when I cast spells. My mm-hmm. name was very lenient with
1: that. I want to be like for a bigger campaign. I want to be more strict because, yeah. like, I want like being able to like run out of components to be a threat. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. On, and I also I also want you to like be like, oh, I could pick the spell that's might be objectively better, but I might not have this component on me all the time, so is yeah. it actually better, right? So I think it does add a more in-depth and universe element to the
0: I want um, game. I want to encourage people to like. think of unique solutions to have them like, technically holding their arcade thing while also having a hand-free. Like, There's some uh, classes that can use rings, as arcade-focused, but, like, you still have to hold them in your hand like you would a wand or something, which seems dumb to me. I think if you're wearing the ring, then you can channel it. I mean, at that point, like, what
1: does holding mean, right? Yeah. Like, part of the ring is still on the inside of your hand. If you just, Uh like, close your palm, then you're, like, holding it. Right? Because, like, not the whole wand is on the inside of your grip, Mm -hmm. right? So, like, if, if the ring is literally touching your hand... And you're holding
0: this reminds me of an idea i had like years ago when i was a dumb little kid like, stuff, of the way i would make like an excalibur in harry potter's world would be just to infuse a wand
1: into the hilt of a sword
3: mm-hmm.
1: that'd be cool
3: right? it'd be cool right
1: <laughs> like i think there's a class that can uh, make a weapon uh, your focus right isn't it like hexblade or something um, maybe probably I, maybe it's like i don't know anyway weapons it's as a, arcane focuses are super cool
2: they like, i think they are really cool but also depending on what type of build it is it could be really broken and mm-hmm. like at at times it would kind of just make the is, is it the warcaster feat it would just kind of make it irrelevant right
1: yeah yeah warcaster there you go
2: yeah,
3: that is cool. Like, like roleplay
1: right. wise, like that's super cool.
0: David, you want to read out our next question?
1: Okay, our next question is from uh, it's from Jugs Jugs MacGyver, and I don't know how to pronounce MacGyver. I'm sorry. Uh, how would you handle this? Player brought one of his other characters to my session from another campaign. (laughs) So one of my normal players had to bring his son to play at the table the other day. His son brought a Goliath Barbarian. No issues there. Then he tells me he has an AC of 21. I asked how he does that since he's only 5. It's doable. His other DM gave him some sort of item he made up which boosts his AC. Okay. Granted, he has 13 and a nice kid, but he was basically invisible. I don't want to be a harsh DM, but I want the game to be equally threatening to all players. I've only been DMing for seven months, so I'm not really sure how to handle this. Should he keep this item his DM made up, or do I take away from my campaign and use his natural AC? So,
0: first off, I don't like the idea of, like, taking a character from one campaign and bring him to another one, unless it was a continuation of that first campaign.
1: Or if it's in the um, same universe and, like, they could explain it in-game. Yeah,
0: but, like, besides that, um in, in the way this is, it's definitely not that it is taking it from one DM's table to another DM's table. And that's you can't bring magic items and stuff with you mm-hmm. if especially, you are gonna copy the character.
2: Yeah, especially since like the way it sounds, it's like the DM gave him some sort of item that boosts his AC. It sounds like it was some form of homebrew. Yeah. And it's
3: homebrew, it's like
2: not, like like with homebrew, like your DM needs to approve that. Yeah. And so like yeah. you can't just like take someone else's uh some other DM's homebrew and bring it to a different DM and then just expect it to just work. Um mm-hmm. I mean obviously like if your DM approves it, go ahead, right? But I personally wouldn't try to do that, especially if like the universes conflict a lot or Ooh. if it just doesn't make any sense for a character to be where they are.
1: Yeah. Yeah, just like Explain the character in the context of the campaign, including all the gear he has and stats he has.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that being said, it is possible to have a 21 AC by at level 5. Yeah. That was uh, Assault marshal. <laughs> that, mars- that was Assault Level moment. 1 already have 21 AC. They really the did just put the
2: plate armor. I think that was Ugh. level
1: 2. It was oh, level 2. Oh, it oh, was oh, full plate bad.
2: hanging out in the house at level 2. Yeah. There was full plate
1: hanging out in the campaign written in the oh, book God. given to my fighter who had defense fighting style with a shield. Yeah, so <laughs> so dumb. Yeah, hated
0: that, hated that
1: thing. So that much. was funny. That was really funny. That was hap- That was fun for me. <laughs> it's okay. I, will, I didn't know how I to. I will read. never
0: give you plate armor again. I'm gonna write. I I hope brewing every campaign after You're this home and, I'm, everything. and i'm yeah. gonna destroy all plate armor before it gets introduced you should, uh, you, should
2: <laughs> you should just make like an image of plate armor just like hover <laughs> in front illusion. of one of our players it's an yes. illusion and then you try to touch it and it's just like that didn't exist oh like, it's okay amazing. what would be cool uh, is
1: like a mimic but it's yeah. armor, and you put <laughs> it on and then it kills you
0: <laughs> i do they do have this idea for a cursed full plate armor that i I wasn't sure if I was gonna if I'm gonna put into this campaign or not, um, but it's it just looks like full plate armor with this very uh, kind of sinister looking helmet to go with it, so that there's like some indication that it's cursed, but you don't really know until you put it on. When you or put you it cast on, tech magic, or you cast tech magic or something, yeah. like yeah. But you like when you put it on, it um, the words like stab into you. Like an Iron Maiden almost, and it like <laughs> the and the armor fuses to you, so you can't take it off. Interesting. Um, I'm still trying to like think of like what negatives it's gonna like have if it's gonna like hurt your uh total HP or something like that. Mm-hmm. While also giving you like decent AC boost because you gotta have a good balance of good and bad with curse
1: items. Yeah. Interesting. I think like I think Ah, magic cursed items are just so cool, and I feel like we don't have enough of them. Yeah, yeah.
2: I think items that both bring like a really strong positive side, but also have a negative side, are really cool. Because yeah. like it, it maybe that's just me kind of liking min-maxing in like video games. Mm-hmm. I I wouldn't be that person that like min-maxes in like a casual campaign, but like just the little things where it's like. Hey, I take this downside, but I have this massive upside to this item.
1: Yeah,
2: like I think that's a really cool concept that I would love to see more.
1: Yeah, like okay, we should like come up with some stuff <laughs> like right For now. That, man. Like right what now? if you had a spear where like you kill someone, right? And then oh, your, your spear—it's like life steal, right? Yeah, it's and you do damage to them, right? Mm-hmm. But then after three turns. All the lifesteal goes away, so if you've been like sitting in the negative, then you just oh, die. I see, yeah, right. It's, so like, it's uh, like a it's temporary like, it's vampire spear, it's death stance from Legal Legends. It's death Dance. <laughs> oh <laughs> no, but <laughs> yeah. but that would be so cool,
0: yeah. So, like, you've taken um, say so, so your max HP is like 10 because you're right. level one for some reason, but you have this spear and you stab people to so your temp is like 20, but you've taken. 19 damage or something so you have two left from the spirit but you've been but then the life still goes away and you're dead
1: yeah and if you, you like and yeah and if you if during those three turns you've like like somehow and it'd be it'd do like a lot of damage right yeah but like let's say you're level 10 like you have 10 hp right uh-huh. and then someone does eight damage to you and then you heal that eight damage back And then someone does 8 damage to you, and then you heal that 8 damage back. And then someone does 8 damage to you, and you heal that back. Well, then when you lose it, you're at negative... 14. 14? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, what if we, like, made the the time, like, maybe 5 turns? Mm -hmm. And so, like, you can just instantly die if you're not careful. Like it's more than double your health, like in the negative, Mm -hmm. that'd be, that'd be really interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think,
0: so it's, it's to kill David though, was only, um, uh, the inverse of your like maximum. So if you have a maximum of 11 health, if you're at negative 11 after taking a hit, then you're dead, dead.
1: Oh,
2: okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, I, that's not I don't even know.
0: double your max health. Oh, I didn't even know that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's just the inverse. Like if you get hit and then you drop to like negative ten if you have max of ten. The oh, yeah. Dude,
0: okay. You so know it 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 doesn't like stack or anything. It just it has to be that hit that like takes you out. Mm-hmm. We we should make it that doesn't... we should make that a weapon now. Uh <laughs> that gave me another idea of like you know about um
3: God, what what are they called? Uh, fuck.
0: Weapons with personalities. uh
3: What are they called? Sentient weapons.
0: Yeah, sentient weapons. Uh, what about if it was a sentient weapon, but it kept taking the souls of the people you kill? So it's got a thousand different like souls and minds in here talking to you.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: it just it's just
0: giving slowly giving
1: you schizophrenia throughout.
2: The yeah, campaign. it'd make your character start going insane.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, talking about going insane, I read this, like, Reddit post today about, um, about, have you heard of, what is it called? uh, Silent Hydra? No. Or, like, okay, so, so, um, shoot. It's this super cool concept where it's, like, this kind of mid-monster, right? But it, it reverts the memory of, like, People who've witnessed what it done, has done, right? So, like... So, like, let's say there's two NPCs, right? And, like, the husband, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, like, a wife and a husband. And so you talk to them, oh, they're in love, right? Next day, it's just a wife. And she's like, oh, I've never had a husband. Because uh, so,
0: like, steals the memories of the victims?
1: Yeah. So, like, it killed the husband, but no one knows that it did it. So, like... Isn't this a Doctor Who villain? I... I think so. Yeah.
2: <laughs> anyway, yeah. I just
1: saw this post sounds and this like, like super cool. Yeah. Also, like, I cool I don't know a lot about, about Doctor, Doctor, Who. Doctor Who, but that sounds scary. I,
0: I'm pretty sure it's called like the False Hydra, Doctor Who.
1: Oh, false! Hydra. I, I just, yeah, 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 yeah. I just yeah, tried to look it, it up. Called. That's what it was called. Yeah. Anyway, that's.
0: Oh. Yeah. DM can be like... so scary. D&D can be, especially if, you know, there's, like, the whole Cthulhu game. Mm-hmm. Like, tabletop. Not D, it's not D&D, but it's, like, its own system. That that one could be pretty... There's some cool systems that I really want to try. Yeah, there's, the whole, like...
1: The whole like, greater, greater gods community. part of D&D just, like, scares me. Yeah. It's, it's like, like uh,
3: Yes. What is... What's our next question? Can
2: we just... Yeah, okay. Uh, Our next question is, um, new DM here. Did I make a bad call from Blart Inc.? Uh, So, I'm a new DM, and during one of my encounters, uh, one of my uh, players had a health potion on their inventory. Another one of my players wanted to use their action to take the health potion and use it on a fallen teammate. Said player was also dual-wielding daggers. I said he could do this if he used his action to put away one of his weapons and use the health potion. After the campaign, that player had reached out to me and voiced frustration, saying that he thinks the rules say he should be able to use a health potion with both daggers in hand, without putting one away, and also without using an action. Am I in the wrong? Yeah. Um,
3: I mean, that's just.
1: What (laughs) rules says written? You need an action, right? Yeah. Uh, Well,
0: there's you get each round you get one free like interact with an object, but Mm -hmm. like. You can't do that if your hands are full. So that would be like stowing your weapon as you interact with object, and then it would take yeah, that's what I was the potion, right? Like, like I don't. If you could, I think I would let them do that if they could show me in real life how they would open up this potion and pour <laughs> it into some guy's mouth with their hands full.
2: It'd be really funny. <laughs> Just imagine like they have the health potion like on their on their hip or something, and they had to like grab it with their teeth. <laughs>
0: Oh, that actually reminds me. There's a guy on TikTok who says health potions should be carbonated drinks because you just shake it up and like the lid will pop off and you can chug it. <laughs> oh yeah. So you cool. only need one hand to like use a potion. Wait, what do health potions taste like?
2: Cherry? I I don't imagine they're pretty <laughs> good things. Like, Cherry medicine. Ah, oh, okay. well I what what look color look. are health potions in D&D? Red, right well, i mean red. red's the general is it thing. red or is it green because like i'm pretty sure it's red okay let me look up because i've seen both potion used in different media so i don't because like if it's green it probably tastes more similar to like live.
0: yeah okay yeah but, the, like if it's the, red the, um, it's cherry the text for potion of healing says you you regain 2d4 plus two hit points when you drink this potion the potions red liquid glimmers with agitated.
2: Okay. Well if it's red, then it tastes like cherry. Yeah, health potions are red.
3: red.
0: No,
1: no. So my roommate is is saying that health potions taste like aloe vera, like the green drink. <laughs> what?
2: Aloe vera? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a soothing agent, so maybe. Yeah. But they're red. I've always imagined they
0: taste pretty bitter.
2: I mean, it would make sense if they're bitter, because then it's like medicine, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of what I always like assumed it just is. It's just
1: medicine. Are, but like going going with the uh...
0: are they magical?
1: Are health potions magical so? or just like medicine? They're magical technically.
2: Oh, okay, okay. But I mean, like going with the the carbonated drink idea, yeah. cherry soda health potions.
0: Oh, exactly.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so, like, the way I run health potions in my table, which I might change because I change all my rules all the time. I'm terribly inconsistent. Is that taking a health potion yourself is a bonus action, but, like, feeding someone else's health potion is an action. Um, I might change that because, like, yeah, interacting with an object would cover that. But, if you have a weapon in hand, I think that that would still be the way I do it
3: mm-hmm.
0: so like i don't I don't see there's any situation that this guy isn't using an action to
3: mm-hmm. do
0: this.
2: I mean, he's already using two daggers, yeah. like realistically speaking, you would have to drop one of those to f- yeah. feed someone a health potion.
1: well, it's like trying to open a water bottle when you have two knives in your hands, right.
0: Like, yeah. you, can't,
1: you can't do it.
2: Plus,
0: they're very small.
2: Cork on top, right? Well, yeah. Oh, okay, so... We we make an exception, and it's like, okay. Oh. No. Oh. What, oh. If what, if it,
1: what if it's <laughs> a sleight of hand check? <laughs> <laughs> right? Because you have the two knives, and you have the potion, and you, well, like, try and get the cork out with your teeth or something. Well, so how... Yeah, I
2: was
0: how... just imagining getting the cork out with your teeth, but, like, when you're moving... Your hand that's holding both a dagger and the health potion, you stab yourself in the face.
1: Right. So, so, <laughs> of hand check. so if you fail, you just take a d4 of damage. Or you drop the potion and it breaks. Ah.
2: Well, yes. I mean, I guess a good question is like, how large are the, the handles for the daggers, right? Because if they're yeah. not that large, you can like kind of, like if you're holding something, you might be able to like stretch your thumb over, right? Uh huh. I mean, I don't know.
1: Oh, or like you just. My roommate brought up another idea where, like, you put both daggers in one hand and just like grab the healing potion with another hand and like open the cork with your teeth and like drink. I,
0: I would still say that is use interacting with the dagger to stow it away, is that's, like putting it in another yeah. hand.
1: So I would, I would like
0: still that's two interacting with two different objects that that would cost an
1: action or something. Anyway, you're the DM, he has to listen to you. Yeah,
2: yeah, true.
0: All right, our next question is uh, from Barba
3: Mooch. Barba Mooch, yep, yep, yep.
0: How much input do you get from your players when planning sessions? My most passionate player is also my spouse, hey, and, often our talks <laughs> and often our talks at home circle back to the topic of D&D. He's a big problem solver and always wants to help me with anything that might be giving me trouble in my session prep. I always feel like I shouldn't ask him for advice on things because I feel like the DM is not supposed to let players participate in planning. Maybe that's ridiculous that I should just accept his help on things, he knows the rules, and everyone's character builds better than me, and he's just brilliant from a tactical standpoint and super creative from a storytelling standpoint. It's a lot easier to just ask him what would be a good way to challenge character A, or what kind of item would be a good reward for character B? Or what reason would faction X have for wanting item Y? Than for me to spend the time trying to research everything myself. Ultimately, I pick the battle maps, the enemies, and decide what ideas I want to use for my brainstorm and what to discard, but I still feel kind, kind of like it's cheating for me to involve him in planning parts of my session. How much do you guys involve your players in session planning, and do you ask them for input at all?
1: Well, Calvin hasn't asked <laughs> me for input on his campaign.
0: Not a lot. I mean, I did a little bit, but yeah. I... Cause I writing this thing and I was like, we're not playing, we're not going to be playing every week anymore. So like, what kind of like stuff do you want? Like I asked them if they wanted, um, less frequent fights, but more challenging encounters instead. I uh, kind of like dimension 20, how they like only have one encounter every other episode, but then it's a super deadly, and, like tough encounter. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, going into specifics and stuff feels a little weird, because I don't want to tell my players what's going to happen
1: and give them too much insight like that. There's definitely, like, what's a spoiler and what's not sort of thing. Yeah. Right? Like, you don't want to be like, oh, you think goblins are going to be good against this guy? Because then they'll know uh-huh. that there's going to be goblins. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Or, like, like for example, what kind of item would be a good reward for character B? Well. Mm-hmm. But then like then it kind of
2: ruins the surprise, you know? Yeah. yeah. So,
0: so it it kind of depends on who you're talking with. If they're pretty good at keeping character information and player information separate, then I think it's probably fine. Um my other thought when reading this was is why isn't he the one DMing? Okay, if well, like he knows all the characters better and he knows what the factions would actually do and stuff. It seems like he knows
1: just more about the story and the people playing maybe he just doesn't want to dm because you know i, I will true. admit it's really fun to be a player yeah the dm yeah i mean it's fun to be a dm but like it's also stressful versus being a player it's it's, it's easier not... yeah <laughs> it is
2: it a is, lot easier it is
1: easier there's
0: a lot you have to think about as a dm
1: mm-hmm. um so you pick the battle maps the enemies what ideas from the brainstorm and what to discard well i mean as long as you're not yeah no spoilers like don't be like oh i think i'm gonna you it's like no, you know what it is today. it's like it's like it's like um asking someone what you want their birthday present to be yeah yeah right and True. sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not right mm-hmm. like obviously you want to get them a good present but mm-hmm. also it's cool if it's a surprise, but even if it's not a surprise, sometimes they appreciate the present anyway. Yeah.
0: I think ultimately, if it's working for you, it's probably fine.
1: Yeah. I agree.
0: Like, Unless you like, start getting a situation where he like he's anticipating what's happening, and so he's ruining it, <laughs> then you should stop, but it, it sounds like it's,
3: it's been going well for them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, should we move on? Sure. Sure. Okay. Uh,
1: by playful ad 393 uh, player feels he has been branded the fool. Help with dealing with this. <laughs> okay. So the situation has come up after quite some time with a and d group and starting our second campaign as a group together. The issue we're starting to have is after five sessions of the second campaign the player who brought the issue to light I'll call Max. Max feels like his character has been branded the fool by the rest of the party and he's not happy about it. He says that no one takes him seriously. His character has no useful role in the party and is just the idiot. The issue for me is the DM is that it seemed like his character was intentionally trying to act like a silly funny character. Some examples of this he's done uh is he spent forty gold on ale. <laughs> That's a lot, by the way. That is a and lot. Has <laughs> on more than one occasion fell asleep in the barrel. He tried talking to a bell girl, a demon monkey, and made a bit out it not understanding his language. Pretty funny scene. He actively makes jokes that his character is bad with words and will often on purpose confuse words and the meaning of them to make a joke. He very often just gives his money to the rest of the party and says that his character doesn't understand money. (laughs) He also gives over the reins of planning to other players, usually because he instead, RP's his character as doing something else, usually something witty or just nothing at all. These are just a few of the things that I have feel, have cemented him as the class clown of the group, which I also want to say is great. I feel his character is very likable and charming, and I truly think his character needs no change. I and the rest of the party have expressed this to him multiple times. Wow, this is a long one. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I, I find the moments where he has an issue with being treated as the clown when planning comes up and he wants to participate. However, he always makes bad plans. An example of one is the town was having a sneak infestation, and a single snake bite was killing a lot of people. His... Solution was to mass-produce plate mail shoes for the farmers so they wouldn't get (laughs) bit. The issue with that is that the town is very poor and blacksmith capable of just mass-producing shoes was not an option. When I told him this, he just didn't listen and reiterated the same plan three times, uh, sometimes talking over other players who were attempting to find the source of the snakes. He seemed rather bummed that his plan was shot down, and I told him if it was possible, it would be a good solution, but he had no response. Another instance is when the party needed some goods, his solution was to swipe some of their belongings while they weren't looking. The party leaning towards good alignment did not want that and told him to please not. He seemed very upset and didn't interact much further later. While that plan is not bad, it still went against party wishes and he was upset they were on board. He's now asking for special abilities, like the ability to have unlimited speak with animals, or the animals always regard him as a friend or other special monk moves, playing a nature-themed monk. He cited his reason for wanting these moves is he doesn't feel special compared to others and just feels branded as the idiot. I don't know how to proceed. On one hand, I understand his feelings are valid and it must suck to feel like a clown, but the party does seriously consider his plans. They just aren't good ones. <laughs> and thus uh, Asking for special moves is unfair, in my opinion, because no one else in the party is getting special treatment, so I feel I can't give him any. Is there any insight fellow DMs or players can give? Any responses are appreciated. so So it
0: sounds to me that he is just playing the idiot and if he wants to stop being branded as the idiot you should start playing
3: smarter yeah
1: i feel like yeah
2: i mean one thing that i mean it might take a little bit of work because i mean i've never dm'd but i think it would be really cool for this player if he does want to see his character have a change It's Mm -hmm. like, if there's something that happens in the campaign that that character has to go through,
1: yeah, that would cause them...
2: Yeah, some form of trauma that would cause them to change the way that they're currently acting. Because, I mean, Mm -hmm. it could be that the player is only acting this way in roleplay because it's kind of... would be really unexpected for his character to have a dramatic change to the rest of the party. Yeah. So, giving some form of, like... Um, I, I don't really know the word for it, but like some form of thing that would cause a massive change in character. Mm-hmm. Um could be a good way to get the um player to where they wanna be with their character.
1: Yeah. Like imagine if he became a bad guy. Right? Oh. Like the class clown becoming the bad guy because his he's dumb ideas of, are always rejected.
0: He's sick of taking your sh- this sh- the rest of the party's <laughs> shit and he wants he's revenge. Like <laughs>
2: It, yes. It's it's a new campaign that takes place like after he leaves the group. Uh huh. Oh, he's no. the he's the BVEG. but he's like still really dumb. <laughs> that is, yeah, he's still really the dumb. Solution, but he's
1: just... The difference is that Duvein Schwartz is like, like, Schwartz is a genius. He's just bad at execution. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's good at execution. He's bad at well. Okay, he can get the stuff made. Yeah. But he can't beat Perry. No, no.
0: He can't actually enact the plan. he could just prep for it.
1: And he also creates a self-destruct button. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Doesn't
1: oh. change. So So I feel like as a player, it's really easy to play stupid.
2: Yeah. Because like it is really when, easy I, to play when stupid. I try to roleplay
1: a serious character, I end up making jokes anyway. Which That's true. which sucks. Like I, I wish I did that less. And it's it's
2: really hard, for my experience, it's really hard to play a character that's serious from the beginning. Like they yeah. need to they need to be they need to have some traumatic they need to be serious a reason to be serious. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, it'll look really weird. Yeah. Um, I mean,
1: unless like you know they're an ex-soldier, who like.
2: Yeah, but I mean, like role-playing characters like that can be really boring because. Like, I know, for instance, when I was playing Rexus, I didn't really know what to do because there was so much, like, trauma in my background that I was kind of silent, which is why I I thought, like, after what happened, what we did, like, since I died in that combat, and then I came back as a reborn and lost all of my memories, I was like, wow, I can role play now. This is crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, You were much more uh, outward with your thoughts and stuff when you were dead. (laughs) because i kind of i kind of like wrote myself into a hole essentially because i was i mean as a first time player i didn't know what would kind of work at all for for it it was also
0: personally my fault too because we were doing this by the book and i wasn't like incorporating backstories and stuff that well into the campaign so there like wasn't really room for you your like backgrounds to actually shine and like give you moments like that something that like is it's a lot easier to to work that into homebrew i think Mm
3: -hmm.
0: like with the upcoming one i like worked with all of you guys to write your backstories and get that all out so i can like flesh it out and give you more personal moments in this upcoming campaign Dude, it's really gonna be so cool. For that, by oh, the way. <laughs> we're hyping like, it up so much, and it's gonna be awful. <laughs> that's
1: okay. Sure that's it'll be we have, we have one session, right? Hey, so like, what, are we doing anything else?
2: All, yeah. what matters yeah. is that we're all there together, and we're gonna have fun playing D anD D. Even even if it isn't that great, it and doesn't need to we're probably, probably gonna, gonna have
1: like wings, and that's gonna be yummy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The BBQ chicken at U of I. Hmm. Did I just dox myself? Yes, that's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Uh, anyway. I'm at NIU. There, now we're both ducks. Okay. Damn. Uh, wait, no, if I just said U of I, they could have like guessed any university with an I in it, but now it's NIU and now it's easier to guess.
2: Now clearly, clearly he's talking about Northern, uh, Iowa, University. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Northern yeah. Iowa University. Yeah,
1: Northern Iowa University and University of Iowa in Ames. <laughs> Wait, is University of Iowa in Ames? No. I have no idea. I don't think or so. Is Iowa State? That's Iowa State. Now people know that you're not there. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I actually got the University <laughs> of Idaho. My bad. Oh, right. Anyway, so um anyway. We have this, like, Korean fried chicken here, and it's just not as good as where we were from. That's true. Like,
2: this is so tragic.
1: Yeah, but we have Actually. a different shop that isn't the same chain that is much better.
0: I So my grandparents came down to uh, celebrate my birthday with me, and we went out for lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, great restaurant called The Junction, just, out, just off of my campus. I definitely have to go back there again. It was delicious. I got a Reuben.
1: An eating place. <laughs> yep. Oh, that does look yummy.
3: Yeah.
0: Oh, yum. Yeah. Uh so there there was one more thing I wanted to like add to this question. Like uh he wanted to play he's playing a nature themed monk that wants to speak with animals or always have animals regard him as a friend. I multi-class dude into druid.
2: <laughs> <laughs> True.
0: Like yeah, that seems like a pretty easy, obvious thing you could do, and it like it gives you some cool abilities, like a shape shifting monk.
3: Yeah, owl bear monk that'd be cool as fuck.
1: Yeah, and also <laughs> there's always just the possibility that like the player himself just like doesn't realize that what he's doing is dumb. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right, like like some people just like don't get that or Mm -hmm. like they don't realize how dumb they are yeah and uh Mm -hmm. you're just gonna have to deal with that in like a in person like i don't know but it's it's different per person like maybe he's actually like super smart that's true it's it's very
0: easy for a smart person to play a dumb character than it is for like Than it is to play, like, a super intelligent character.
1: Yeah. Well, it's always easier to play a dumb character than a super intelligent character. Yeah. Like, that's why I like playing dumb characters. (laughs) Because I don't have to, like, try hard. Yeah. And also, if if I don't know how to read, then I don't have to roll, like, any investigation or history checks on books. Boom. All
0: right. Well, okay. we got time for one last question, Alec. What is it?
2: All right. So the last question that we have is from Cedric Vym. Uh, what would be the worst crossover that Hasbro could make for a D and D module slash source book? It was recently announced that Hasbro has pushed Magic the Gathering to include an official Transformers expansion pack, despite that it doesn't really make any sense. So, in that vein, what do you think would be the worst crossover that D and D could have forced upon it from another Hasbro line? My pick for horrifying crossover would be an official My Little Pony D and D book. What do you all think? Wait, have
1: um, you guys heard that they're making a D and D Lego? Yeah, oh, uh,
0: that looks cool. I have to get <laughs> yeah, that's going to be so awesome. That that's a good uh, combo.
2: So I was I was looking at this question further on in the queue earlier, uh, and I was looking up some stuff that Hasbro has. Peppa Pig D and D adventure. Oh, that is wow. all I have to say. Oh no. <laughs> Imagine they do Peppa Pig but they put a twist on it so it's like dark fantasy. <laughs> It'd they be already, really funny.
1: They have um Rick and Morty D&D, right? Yeah, they already have so. that. Yeah. That's already a thing. Okay. Let me, what could be like really terrible? My <laughs> my thought was that um D&D
0: Monopoly.
2: D&D Monopoly.
0: It's either going to be like the best
1: edition or the worst edition. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's going to have all the places from like the Sword Coast. They oh, could
2: yeah. make yeah. a. They could make a book that. um, I don't but know.
1: Dandy Monopoly could be. Cool oh no, it's or... a thing. It's already a thing.
2: It's already a thing. Yeah. It's already a thing. I didn't know it was already.
1: I bet, I, all, like, the, I bet all like the figures are like. Are like uh, they're the different well. classes. Dude, they that's could, so cool! And then, and then you can play them as actual minis.
0: I didn't know this was an actual thing when I like, thought about this. <laughs> oh, that
1: would be so cool!
0: Uh, this could, is going uh, on my favorite list. For for I'm a book, for a
2: book that they could make. What if they just make a book that expands on like the playing cards and board games, but it oh, just puts yeah. all of their games into D anD. d
0: I do want them to actually like give rules for like dragon. Chess
3: and stuff. Mm. Okay.
0: Beyblade D&D.
2: Beyblade D&D.
0: Yeah, Hasbro owns Beyblade. They, they
2: they create a new combat system.
0: Yeah, it's a whole new class <laughs> of <laughs> Beyblade players.
3: That's great. I love that. What about Nerf? Mm.
2: They own Nerf. Mm. What else does Hasbro own?
0: They have, I think Star Wars and Marvel, they already have their own, like, tabletop RPGs. I don't think it would be a stretch to Uh. do D&D roles
3: for them. Power Rangers would be dope.
1: Honestly, I feel like it'd be pretty hard to make a bad D&D thing. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) because I I mean, like... My Little Pony D&D could be cool.
0: It could be cool as hell. There's... There's this homebrew like race that I want to make a whole um, campaign off. It's called Muppet
3: Board. Muppet, so it... Muppet okay. board
0: like Kermit the Frog and stuff, mm-hmm. and like they have this very cool uh, like way to make the race because there's three options of what like type of Muppet you are. So. There's the, the monster type that increases your charisma at, like, at level 3, you get, like, certain stuff, like that. Um, Hand of the Grouch, which is your, like, Because um, you know from the, the Oscar the Grouch movie that he's, like, there's an entire race of in a world that he comes from. Uh, and then your
3: obvious Hand of the Animal. So, like,
0: you could make some really interesting characters with this. And I wanted to play a campaign for
1: a while of just using this race. It'd be so easy just to, like, do so much stuff. Yeah. Okay. d Fortnite, Battle Royale. Oh, God.
2: They add Bop It. They add a Bop It. <laughs> They, it's just like like it's, it's just, just like... a magic item, and it's called the it Right, the and and, and, and <laughs>
1: everyone like thinks it's magic, but like it's actually just electric, and they don't know the difference. So yes. anyone right. who can't detect magic just thinks it's magic.
2: Mm-hmm. They add some NPC that made the it but they're telling everyone that it's magical.
0: Right, that's how we the artificer gained his
1: fortune. Yeah, yeah, made, Bop-It. Yeah,
2: you made the it
1: he made the, well, the The artificer in quotation marks, because they don't know magic.
2: Yeah, they don't they right, don't know magic. Right. They, they're He's just a
1: regular blacksmith. He's just going to yeah. an artificer. Alright. Well his name could be set, which is Allset. Tesla backwards. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right. Well, that's all the time we have for this week. Dude, do we have a joke? Uh
3: did you not look up a joke again?
1: Okay, what do you call, what do you get when you cross a goblin, a stop sign, and immortality?